0: I'm Kier from Gallifrey Public Radio, a Doctor Who fandom podcast and part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows in the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com.
1: Welcome to episode 229 of Better Podcasting. On this show, we discuss podcast publishing delays.
0: In this week's Better Podcasting, download, we chat about that Stitcher sale rumor.
1: And finally, in this week's Better Podback, we ask when the last time was you listened to an old podcast episode of yours. Lauren,
0: I don't know the answer to that question, but I do know when I listened to an old podcaster, it was SP.
2: Welcome to Better Podcasting. With a combined history of over a thousand episodes, And starting as early as 2008, we are hobby podcasters through and through, just like you. That's why we are different. We minimize the money talk so that you can focus on building a better podcast. Here are the hosts for the show, Stephen John Drew and Stargate Pioneer.
0: Welcome to an all-new episode of Better Podcasting. I am Stephen John Drew, and I am pleased to say SP is here again this week.
1: America! America. Happy Independence Day, everyone. I know it's, you know, it's after the fact as this gets released, but it's 4th of July, might as well celebrate it. So I am. I got the duds, got the backdrop, and we're ready to roll.
0: Uh, I know it's it's getting really late now that it is... uh, the 12th of July that this is being released. Uh, But happy Canada Day. That's almost a half a month later. But uh, well, I'll I'll roll with it. Happy Canada Day.
1: Why not? (laughs) I mean, when you release a show every two weeks, you got to take liberties on what's going on. Besides, I don't know if you've heard, but here in the United States. I know this is kind of getting into local news and timely news and stuff like that. But here in the United States, There have been fireworks going off since like March, like all through the night, in the middle of the night, and that sort of thing. So people have been celebrating. The problem is with the pandemic, you don't want to have fireworks to have everybody come together and and gather in mass gatherings. So I saw something interesting in New York there was going Macy's actually signed up to do fireworks for all of New York, and they're doing it one borough at a time. But they're not saying where it is until right beforehand in order to not have people congregate. But it's a heck of a display. So, yeah, people have been celebrating all summer long. And I think, well, it will continue far after the Fourth of July into August and September until kids go back to school, whenever that's going to be.
0: So before we get into the show, uh, we always like to mention that we have another show that we do. It's called The Better Podcasting Live Chat. We don't always do that at the beginning, but today we're going to. Uh, It's called The Better Podcasting Live Chat. It's where we do a little live Q&A. And there was a little bit of a change with the schedule over the last couple of weeks because we did take a little bit of time off and whatnot. (gasps) Or hint, if you're watching this live, we're about to take some time off. But what you can do is go to betterpodcasting.com and figure out all of that madness cuz there is a little event section there that you can see uh and you can go ahead and and click into that to find the uh the time and all that And you just anyways you can have a look there betterpodcasting.com and uh you can see what the next better podcasting live recording is and whether it'll be this show better podcasting prime or the better podcasting live chat and hey if you're not subscribed to that better podcasting live chat we would love to have you subscribe to that because uh, we may have given a couple of little random thoughts, just a, a couple nuggets to do with what we're about to talk about in our download. Uh, just, just a couple. This is just a little, but uh, stay, stay tuned for the better podcasting download, which will have all of our deep, deep thoughts. SP, you had something you wanted to share?
1: I do. So this week was a nightmare with Legends of Shield number three thirty-seven. Not the recording part that went great. Not necessarily the editing part, although that was kind of what caused the issue, but the rendering and the publishing was just a nightmare. We'll we'll get into more specifics later. The long and the short of it was one of my co hosts had a fan going on in the background, and we used StreamYard to record, and the StreamYard gating was so good that I didn't hear it. So that's a lesson for you podcasters out there. Sometimes the communication program that you're using to record over has compression or gating or whatever to make people sound great but if they're recording locally all that finds its way into the recording unfortunately because all that processing is not applied to their track so the track was so distorted I was <laughs> I was at a loss I kept on going through it and I thought it was my editing program because in the past I've had issues with movie studio and the number of plugins on it and the intensity of the plugins just were more than what my computer could handle. And I don't have a slouch of a computer. So I thought it was that issue. But at the end, after I did everything and I rendered it into the video and I was double checking the video, I just happened to message Steven. I was like, Dude, this is just so bad. And at the same time, I had messaged my co-host. My co-host came back with, "Yeah, sorry, I had fans going the entire time." I'm like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> so, so we we had this this thought here because Stephen, a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month or so ago, month and a half ago, it was sometime in early 2020,
0: May third, 2020.
1: So, about a month and a half ago. We had done this demonstration of Steven using the live processor on his NVIDIA GTX card, his GTX 1080 card, and its ability to take out that. It's live, it's not processed, but it was some of the best processing that we have heard. So he's like, Hey, tell you what, SP, tell you what, send me a file. Send me the file. I will I want to check this out. I want to see. So he did. He ran the nvidia rtx voice
0: it's it's the nvidia rtx voice is what it's called uh which is basically a noise reduction uh software now there is a workaround to get it working on your gtx which is what i i did
1: right so you ran it and then you sent it back to me with a smug face although all this took time because you had to record it live when you were actually playing it you sent it back to me and you said how do you like that i'm like (laughs) This is a miracle. This is awesome. (laughs) The problem was I had already completely edited her track in the video and I had been halfway through editing it on the audio version. So I had to go back and replace all that audio. Fortunately, this particular co-host, it's one of three ladies, I'm not going to say which, didn't have all that many speaking parts during the podcast. So it was rather an easy switch into the video edit because I did make cuts along the way. So I was able to render it and I was able to get it out. And there's a couple more things we'll talk about later, but it was a miracle worker. So glad to have that. It's like, what we had been joking about the last few years of having that you know debark button for the dog <laughs> that's barking or de motorcycle revving button that's what this is like and it was able to take that van out and it was honestly able to save her track so that is how i saved my podcast is i sent my file to a professional video editor <laughs> who was able to manipulate the audio to the point where it was saved. And we were able to do it for no charge whatsoever, other than the internet transmitting the file back and forth and electricity using to to render the (laughs) files on the computer. So that was awesome. Thank you very much, Stephen. Without that, the podcast would not have sounded as good as it did, which was very important this time around. It was a a good podcast and we got a lot of compliments on it. And it's really thanks to you.
0: It was fun. It was a fun project. And if you want to hear a little bit more about this, uh, we delved into it a little bit more details about sort of what effects I had to apply afterwards and stuff over in the live episode of Better Podcasting live chat uh, episode 11. So check that out at betterpodcasting.com. We got a little bit more into the nitty gritty over there, but it was fun and I'm glad you could talk about that. And uh, that's how I saved his podcast. I've been waiting a long time to say that. Let's go ahead and move on. Sometimes you have a really good podcast recording session. Prepping for your show goes excellently. Ideas come to you easily, and in no time, you have that document filled up, ready to record. Then you actually get behind the microphone and everything goes really well. You have hardly any delivery issues. Your delivery, in fact, is one of the best that you've seen in a very long time. And it just turns out to be a very straightforward recording session. This means that you end up flying through the editing process. You have hardly any changes to make. And you just realize that as you get to the end of that, this whole thing has just been a cakewalk. And now you get ready to publish, but that's when it all comes crashing down on you because you encounter issues that prevent you or delay you from publishing. And that's what we want to talk about today. Things that are going to delay you from actually publishing your podcast. And of course, some ways that you can combat those issues. SP, why don't you go and kick us off with one of our favorite categories to talk about?
1: Yeah, let's go ahead and start with editing. So I know we just set the whole stage up by having a successful editing session that was part of the whole vignette that Stephen was talking about, but that was just for a fact. We'd be remiss if we didn't start with one of the things that caused the biggest delays with publishing, and that's editing troubles. This is because... While you can often have a consistent, reliable schedule, there are many, many situations where editing just causes delays. And when those delays happen, they can cause you to have delays to your publishing. First, one of the delays that we're going to talk about is obtaining the file from your co-host. So if you double-end record or multi-end record your recording sessions with co-hosts, one thing that can come up is when you can't even properly start on the editing process because you have an issue with the file from your co-hosts. Sometimes they may not have sent it. Yes, I am guilty of that. And co-hosts of mine are guilty of that as well. Other times they may have just sent the wrong one. Again, I am guilty of that. And again, my co-hosts have been guilty of doing the same thing in the past as well. This has even happened here on this very show. Now, one of the ways to help solve this is to ask for the file right away after recording especially if you're not used to doing that right away now i am used to sending steven the file both for gonna geek and brighter podcasting right away there are some very few nights where it doesn't go to the point as planned and then it gets to whenever steven is actually editing the show and he discovers that the file isn't in the folder And he's like, SP, did you send the file? And I'm like, I'm sure I did when I haven't, or maybe I have, and the system just hasn't internalized it. That's happened before as well. But when you get the file, the idea is to preview it right away when you get it. Now, I know we've talked about this on the show before, but I've done Legends of Shield where I've not been able to edit the show for a few weeks. Something has gone wrong in one of my co-hosts recording setups, and I can't tell that until I start editing the show, which could be weeks later. So they don't have a chance to correct it until we've gotten three, four, five shows down the road. So it's really imperative whether you edit or not that you preview that file as soon as you can. Right, Stephen?
0: Yeah, and honestly, I, I should be better at this. I'll admit that because sometimes it's just a matter of making sure that it it's there and the, the right length because I've had this before where I've gone to edit and, you know, I, I'm... A bit of a procrastinator. So it'll be Saturday morning. I'll be like, that's a bit better podcasting. And I'll look and something's gone wrong with the transfer uh, between SP and I. And I'll have to be like, SP, uh, when you get home from doing your very important errands, could you please make time for me? And uh, often it's it's the upload service that goes wrong.
1: And sometimes uh, you just have to caveat that be- for our show here. Sometimes I'm not running errands at that time when we first started the show, I was away from the weekend. I was doing like kids sporting events and stuff like that. So I'd have to either talk somebody through using my system at home, which Stevens had to do that in the past too, or we just have to wait until I got home, which meant Steven couldn't start editing the show until later, or he went to his backup to use it. So all sorts of things can go wrong. Some things can go right, like IE, you have a backup to edit with, but in the end, getting that file right away and previewing it is a way to shortcut this problem as you're going along.
0: The next editing delay that we want to talk about is that sometimes you might find issues as you preview your file. We're big advocates here of previewing your file once you've edited it, even if it's just on like a two times speed, just to make sure that it's there. And sometimes as you do this preview, you will hear many issues. Uh, This has happened many, many times for me where I thought I got all of the things, but it turns out that I completely glossed over some others. So this, of course, will lead to more editing and re-exporting that file And then you might preview that again, and then you find more issues that you also missed that first time. This, again, is something that I've encountered quite regularly. Uh, And one of the things that I've learned from this is that it's almost better to leave the editing until you're finished, finished previewing that file. And that's kind of what I've started to do is I create a secondary edit log sort of thing as I go through and I preview the file. So I'm only getting back Hmm. into the editing one more time Hopefully, in theory, rather than going and and doing a little edit, then hitting save and then continuing and then saying, oh, you missed this one. You got to resave again. So that's one of the ways that I've kind of tried to curb some time here.
1: Perhaps, though, you have an issue during that second edit pass that causes you to break the file that you're saving. For example, you accidentally mute one of the tracks. I've done this before. This has happened last week. And it's by accident. What happens is I'm editing the show. And as I'm quickly moving the mouse across the screen, it just happens to touch and drag that slider. That's on the left hand side of that track. That is the pan or the volume. And that'll go back and forth every once in a while. I'll forget and I'll mute a track by mistake. as i I'm doing the final edit cuts and I will render it. And so the track will be muted. Well, that didn't happen this past week. It's happened before. What happened this past week is I dragged the pan on my track all the way over to the left in Movie Studio, and I published the file, or I rendered the file, and thank goodness I looked at the, I. what I will do when I render a video file is I will look at both the audio in the video preview so i'll look at the audio track it will be a simple look to see if everything's rendered correctly if it's all the same levels or if it's missing sections of it in this particular case it's a stereo file that's rendered for the video and the left track whenever i was speaking was like minimal it wasn't even exist i knew exactly what it was when i was looking at it because i've done it before but that just meant i had to go back i had to fix the actual pan on my track, and I had to re-render. And you know how long it takes me to render a one-hour 4K video file with audio processing on it? 10 minutes. Two hours.
0: Oh, that's not 10 minutes.
1: Two hours. I don't have a slouch of a computer. It's not exactly state-of-the-art. It's, what, four years old right now. It's got an i7 fifth-generation processor in it. It's got a 1060... GTX video card in it, so it's not like the the bottom-of-the-line 10-year-old laptop, and it's still taking me two hours to render this 4K video. That is time that it takes away from publishing, right? Now, the other thing that I mentioned is the volume. Changing the volume either way can really be an issue. It can either distort the audio or it could make it non-existent. Now, I actually do a compression on the final edit, so if it's Clipping, I won't know unless I actually listen to it, which is why I preview the video. I preview the video to make sure that the video elements are working, and I preview the video to make sure that the audio is okay and in sync as I'm going along. Sometimes I just don't catch it until that final, but hopefully the key is to catch one of these before I publish. But wait, there's more. At some point when I was fixing these two issues. I inadvertently deleted like a section of some of the tracks near the beginning, not the beginning, but near the beginning of the file. So I edited it and I rendered it and I didn't even look at the audio yet. I was just skipping forward on a 30 second skip forward. And all of a sudden I didn't see anything. It was a black screen. I'm like, oh, that's that's just the file didn't load correctly. So I shut it down and loaded it back up. No, in my video player, no, it's black and wait, there's a whole section where nobody's saying (laughs) so. so I went back to the original file and I saw the fact that the files were gone. Now, you normally would just be able to do an undo, 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 but I had done other things after that had happened. So I actually had to go back and in movie studio, it's really neat. You just, you have the original file, you create another track, you have the original file, you pull that original file down, and then you clip sections and you throw that in the actual track that you're editing, whether it's the video or the audio. So it's kind of easy to do, but it's just a pain, especially because I didn't know which tracks or which segments in those tracks were taken from. So I had to preview the first 10 minutes of that several times, make sure everything looked right. Then I had to do a re-render of two hours and then I had to upload it, which takes a while when you're talking about a 10 gigabyte video file. So it takes time, which can then, if I was on a publishing schedule, it would delay publishing. Honestly, if it hadn't happened this past weekend, all these delays might have taken two, three, four days, but I was able to get it out roughly in the same time frame as I was normally going to publish. But it was only because Steven was there to save my bacon. And it was because I had the time to sit and re-render these files. Now, when you're re-rendering these files, you cannot use that editing program either, whether it's video or audio that you're rendering on. So you have to take that in t- time into account too, in case you wanted to do something else with the audio before you published.
0: I actually coincidentally had a similar issue this past week where Ooh. when I was doing this show, I uh, on my second pass accidentally muted the intro because I was trying to finesse a little bit of audio timing between you and I. So I okay. m- I missed my uh, I muted my layer for the intro music and then I saved it and I was like, oh, what do you do? I forgot to unmute it. So it was uh, it stopped me from being able to publish on the time that I'd wanted to. <laughs> Uh, But as you might guess by today's title, there are actually many things that can happen after editing. This is what we're going to call for as during the actual publishing process. This is when you have the file ready to go and you can't actually get it posted. And the first thing we want to talk about in this sort of section is uploading the wrong file. If you podcast regularly, it can be really easy to accidentally upload the wrong file to your uh, media host, especially because browsers often remember the last time that you used that file upload window, and it'll bring you back to that. And if you don't do a lot of file uploading, it might bring you back to the previous week's episode. Or if you do multiple podcasts, it might bring you to that last podcast that you did. And I've done this before. And one of the ways that I have actually tried to combat this is by embracing the drag feature. I don't know if you've seen this, but over the last like five to 10 years, a lot of websites now make it so that you can simply just drag a file from your file menu into the actual upload web page. And as an old school techie, I have to say, It's hard for me. I love that file upload window, that little file navigation browsing window. That's what comes natural to me. But I've started to embrace this drag and drop because when I edit, often I have that window open for the episode that I'm working at because I have files that I need to pull into my editor and things like that. So having that open, my odds are increased because it's very unlikely that I have opened the window from a week before.
1: I've done that before, too especially when I was publishing three or maybe four shows a week. There was a time that I was doing that. And I tried to get it all done during the weekend, pretty much. It was back in the day when I had Voices of Defiance, Starling Tribune, and Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. all running concurrently, and Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. Longbox as well, back then in those days. And I would inadvertently do the upload, and then the next upload window would come, and it would be in the same file or folder that you were talking about before. And I would just upload the latest in there. And then I would fill in all the proper things in there. Or there have been times where I've just actually published the entire wrong episode in the entire feed. But yes, I've done it before. And you just got to have attention to detail and double check before you hit publish that everything is right. I have Turned myself to the dark side of double checking everything and reading every line as I go through. And actually in Lipson, there's multiple tabs that you go through before you publish. I actually go through each of the tabs, even the tabs that I don't use every time, just to make sure I don't have something in there that will make everything not go as planned. So, yes, I have done this, too. Steven's not the only one that's done this. And it doesn't have to be that you're doing multiple shows. It's just that when you're doing multiple shows, there's more of a likelihood for it. But you can just be doing one show and then upload the entire wrong file. Say it's your birthday celebration that you have recorded and you're uploading that instead of the podcast episode.
0: Now, the next one that we want to talk about is if you find that there has been a change in the interface for your publishing tool. Now, this might be your media host. This might be if you use WordPress to generate your RSS feed or maybe if you do video with something like YouTube. Yes, if this interface changes, it can slow you down and delay your publishing. This is because you're now going through something that you're not familiar with. And eventually you will pick up speed again as you get familiar with that interface, but it will definitely drag you down. This has recently happened to many people on YouTube for a long time. YouTube has been trying to get you to use their new new creator uh, upload tool, and it's quite different than the old one. And for those of us that drag our heels and and kept clicking the use classic, well, we may have gotten cut off recently. And I am one of those people where I was cut off and it said, you have to use the new tool. And now I feel like it's the first time I've used the YouTube uploader ever because it is so different i'm getting better as the weeks go by but it really is something that i still need to get more efficient at and it's slowing me down and i definitely cannot do it as fast as i used to be able to
1: one of the things that i've noticed with the new tool and i started using it right away when it came out and i complained about it left right and backwards to steven a couple other guys that we talk about this stuff too and the problem is there's no way if you have a longer show that takes a while to upload there is no way to direct publish. You actually have to let it upload before you can go back and fill in all of the fields in order to actually publish it correctly. So if I have one issue with it, it is that issue is that there, no way, there is no way to fill out all of those fields until after you've uploaded this 10, 15, 20 gigabyte show, which takes a while, even if you do have lightning fast internet. I mean, Stephen, how long does it Take you to upload an episode of Better Podcasting.
0: Couple minutes. I have 350 uh, megabits per second upload, but but I I am the exception. I get that. Okay, and and there's also people listening right now that goes, you only have 350, Stephen. I know there's lots of people who are saying I got a lot more.
1: People will say that I live in some third world country. I only have 20 upload. I think, and it takes me an hour, hour and a half to upload a show of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. Anyway, the last area within the publishing section that we want to talk about has quite a few examples. This is what we're calling encountering technical issues during the publishing process. The first that we're going to talk about is the media host outage or slowdown thereof. Once in a while, you'll see an issue pop up where the hosting provider you're using becomes slow to use when you're trying to publish. Or perhaps there's just an entire outage. It does happen from time to time. This sometimes is on their end. Sometimes it's on yours. The internet can seem magical sometimes on where the issue actually lies. For example, Stephen often publishes late at night on a Sunday evening. One issue he's seen semi-regularly is that it'll take a long time for the file to upload to the server. Unsure of the reason? could be when maintenance is happening. It could be when the island is shut down for whatever reason for, I don't know, they're, they're actually checking each bit as it's going back and forth across the cables that run across the ocean floor.
0: What it is, is there's there's only half the amount of beavers uh, transporting the packets. That's what it
1: is. I see. They're, they get a little Sunday evening break. Got it. But this causes a delay in getting the process moved along. Now, how he deals with it is he plans to bounce around in the different areas of the publishing process. For example, he'll start the upload of the file, then he'll open another tab with the betterpodcasting.com site to get that post ready. So while he's waiting for that to upload slowly, he can then multitask and do something else. This actually extends to promoting where the show is distributed to. There's no telling sometimes how long it takes a destination to receive the show. Destinations I'm talking about like Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Oftentimes you'll hear somebody uploading a podcast to Apple Podcasts slash iTunes, and 24 hours later they're like, "Where's my show? It's not showing." Until 48 hours later, sometimes 72 hours. Apple Podcasts is one of those destinations, and here is an example. I was reading the pod news on Wednesday, June 24th. And pod news is something that James Cridlin puts out every weekday, basically. And on Wednesday, June 24th, he put this in the pod news. Spotify stopped ingesting new podcast episodes for a while yesterday. Delays of over five hours were seen for for some new episodes. Spotify told pod news, we can confirm, quote, We can confirm that we have experienced an ingestion issue this morning, resulting in some delays in certain podcast episodes being uploaded to the service. The issue has been addressed, and we expect to have everything back to normal shortly, unquote. Now, sometimes, as I said, it can take a day or two to appear in a podcast directory or destination. And when it does, it's actually difficult to promote that destination, that location, When the episode isn't there yet. So that is part of what I would determine the publication process. And if you can't actually get the episode link in those destinations, you can't go ahead and promote it. So it is a delay that you run into.
0: Now, the next one that we wanna talk about is all about losing work. Sometimes you'll be in the process of preparing the post for your podcast and something happens and you lose all of that hard work that you did. This could be a system technical issue or it could just be a human technical issue such as accidentally closing the tab. This is something that I have done many times because I have many times accidentally closed the wrong tab on my browser. One of the best ways that you can avoid this is to use the save feature regularly, even if it's just partway through there. Maybe get a big block of information and in, then you can hit save. It's a lot better to go back to an earlier version and lose a little bit of work than go back to the zero version where you have nothing and lose all of your work.
1: Save early, save often. Another thing that can happen is you encounter another site error during the process. Now, sometimes this is a technical issue that you encounter. For example, this site just might give off an error. This is something that we see t- from time to time with Libsyn. And Stephen, I believe you had that very thing happen this week when you were publishing Better Podcasting, where you hit publish and you just got a site error.
0: Yeah, it was weird. I, I had published. It was all ready to go. And then there was a site error and my post was gone. Mm.
1: One way that I get around that from a backup standpoint is I create my show notes and everything that I need to for the episode in another program and then import that over. But you would think in this day and age that you could go ahead and, and just treat the webpage as in, in whatever. I'm not singling out one company, but The web page as having drafts, but it just doesn't happen all the time. Or maybe it's a matter of something that odd crops up that requires more work. For example, the other week we actually had Libsyn double up a better podcasting post. And I believe we talked about it before where you actually ended up having to publish the episode three times before it actually went out. Yep. Yeah, that it, it's just weird that it happened. I've never had that happen before in any of my shows that I can think of, but I might have either been sleep deprived or I don't know, maybe drunk at the time. I don't, I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> which is impossible because I don't really drink. But this meant more work had to go in and sort out what needed to be deleted and what needed to be fixed. And it delayed the whole publication process. I mean, this is very frustrating because you've already... Recorded the episode, you've edited the episode and this publishing process. We talked about how long it takes before, about depending on what you do, an hour, two hours, at least a half an hour. And it's just very frustrating because you just want to be done with it at that point and get it out for other people to enjoy.
0: The other things that we want to talk about right now are really variables that we've encountered over the years that have just caused us delays that aren't really anything to do with publishing. They're really just things that are kind of out of our control. And the first one we wanna hit on is power failures. I see a lot of these in my neck of the woods in the middle of winter. Yes, I have had to delay publishing a better podcasting due to a uh, power failure. I think it's happened a couple times actually. This could be losing uh, power during a critical process of your editing workflow. Maybe you plan to edit on Sundays and get it out Sunday evening, and you lose power in the middle of the day, so you can't edit. Thus, it's going to delay delay your uh, release time. Or maybe you get a power failure when you're actually going to upload. I've definitely encountered both of these things before, and I've had it where the power outage has ended up causing me to have to just wait to delay till the, the next day. So what I always try to do is, with the wonderful world of cell phones, maximize my efficiency. If I got some battery juice, you know, go through and and start typing out some notes on my phone or whatever, and, and really try to uh, have things ready so it's a more copy-paste process once the power comes back on. Uh, you know, there are other ways that you can sort of handle this sort of thing depending on the tools that you have, but that might fall better into the next one that SP is going to talk about, which is internet outages.
1: Along the same line as power outages, you're going to have internet outages affect you as well. If this happens, there's a couple of ways you can handle it. You can wait for it to come back and continue as normal. You can see if you can find an alternative way to upload, such as tethering to your mobile phone. I've actually done this a few times. I've done this when I've been traveling for work and the internet from the hotel doesn't work. And I've definitely done this at my family's lake home in Wisconsin There's times where the internet goes out. There's times when the internet just isn't working. There's times where the power and the internet go out. So yes, I've done this before and it's actually worked. I get the fact that this might not work if the power goes off and you have horrible mobile reception all simultaneously. I get that in those cases, you could probably drive to your local internet hotspot, maybe at Starbucks or something that they do have power and internet. And I know in some storm damage areas, you're not going to have that. And quite honestly, if you're in a storm damage area, you should not be worrying about your podcast. You should be worrying about either uh, fixing your damage to your own home or helping those around you. But you could also use the extra time to take another pass at editing the show to make it even better and maybe put some background music in if you happen to have it on your laptop that you're working from or maybe just make it a little bit better take out ohms or something like that so you can do that another thing that's happened to both of us and it it's re- this is probably about the most difficult one to deal with in my opinion it's family emergencies and this is very frustrating but steven maybe you should take this because this is it's just something that is you got to work through it and may- maybe you actually need to set a plan in advance for dealing with events like this.
0: Yeah. Cause family emergencies are a little different. A lot of the things we've talked about today, it's really easy to get frustrated with, you know, you go and you go to upload a file and something goes wrong with your host and you lose all your work. It's easy to be frustrated on them. Why did the system break on me? But family emergencies You really should not be getting frustrated with family emergencies in regard to your podcast. We are big proponents here. Personal life and family comes first. And if you find that you're getting frustrated with a family emergency in regard to your podcast, then perhaps you need to sort of look at your priorities and realize that your audience doesn't matter compared to your family we're big proponents of that and I know that's hard to say but we are hobbyists so we say family comes first and in this moment that means that your family is far more important than your audience so don't let it frustrate you in that regard but it can cause delays now like SP said this is something that maybe you can have a little bit of a plan for or have some people to lean on when this comes up We've both had this happen and I think we've both kind of taken the same approach where we've just accepted, Episodes not getting out, gets out when it gets out too bad. And we ask the people that we know to at least get the word out because we're both pretty hands on people when it comes to editing. So we don't really have anybody to lean on, generally speaking, to actually get the edit done. But we can get people together to get that word out and say, hey, there's been a personal issue that has come up. This will be delayed. And I have to say, everybody that I've podcast with when I've had these situations have been phenomenal for that. And SP is one of the ones that has had to step in and go, hey, everybody, no episode. We'll get it out eventually.
1: And perhaps this is one of the reasons you might want to have a backup editor on hand, somebody that you don't use, but you trust enough to edit your show in a certain way because it's a family emergency that is going to take you out of it for a couple of weeks. the the episode is not that important to get out, but it makes sense to get out in a semi-timely manner. You can send it to that secondary editor. It could even be somebody like a professional podcast editor. You can set that up beforehand and just have them on board for emergencies. There are people that do that. I know it's not preferred because most podcast editors would want to be involved in your process on a show-to-show basis, but this is just something to have in your back pocket. We can talk about it at another time using an editor that is not you to get your show out. We're hobbyists. We like to do our own shows, but there comes a time where you need to send that file over to somebody else. And and actually, we've both edited each other's shows at some point in time, so we kind of have backup editor, but generally, we don't like to use that. Anyway, the next and perhaps final one that I want to talk about here is... Falling asleep, this will happen from time to time. You might have had an exhausting day. Maybe you've been out working in the yard all day in in massive heat. Maybe you don't feel all that well. And you just sat down in that easy chair in your living room just to take a loaf off for a few minutes. You might have not even turned the television on and you wake up and hours have passed by and it's late at night. Yeah, you could get up and go publish your show, but you really want to do that work when you're half asleep and maybe you need more sleep so you could go to work the next day, you're probably going to regret it. But if this is happening often for you, you should consider revising your schedule to make yourself less exhausted. We've said it before and we'll say it again. Podcasting is stressful at times, and it's not for everyone. But if you're falling asleep and you can't get your show out in time, this could be an indication that you might have too much on your plate. This will probably be a topic for a future show, but when I ended Starling Tribune earlier this year, that helped my work-life balance quite a bit. It it actually took a lot of time, a lot of off-work time that I had, and I was able to distribute that a little bit better, and I was able to connect better on social media and my existing shows that were left. I was able to go back and clean up and organize the infrastructure of the shows behind that were sorely needed to have some work done on it. and I was able to take care of some nagging home projects. and bottom line, as a hobby podcaster falling asleep and and not publishing on time, that, that can be a symptom of having an overflowing plate. And if that's happening, you should say, take some time to evaluate how to balance the time you have and what is most important to you. No, we've done episodes on this on the past, but just, putting a foot stop moment at this point if if you are routinely not publishing your show because you're falling asleep or you have other things going on you'll need to evaluate the available time that you have
0: so in addition to some of the suggestions that we've talked about already we have a few others that we just want to quickly touch on on some ways that you can help curb some of these issues first allow for time for some minor delays and things like file transfers and of course backup those files regularly make sure that you use good quality monitoring speakers or headphones to reduce missing the issues during your first editing pass if you have a real heavy section that you do have to edit though maybe take some time to go back and play that all together so that you can see if you did have success with that editing that'll save you having to hopefully make a second pass on there make sure you double check your work in home projects there's an old adage Measure twice, cut once. In podcasting, you could use the adage, pre-check everything twice, render once. SP made that up. I'll give him credit there. Something like that.
1: There's got to be a good saying in there somewhere. (laughs) Not not the one that I came up with, but something like that. If anyone in our audience has a better adage than pre-check everything twice, render once, we'll gladly take it, run with it, and give you all the credit for it.
0: Make sure you also double check the file. Did everything render properly? And did you upload the right file? Give some time for upload errors and outages. Assume that whatever you are using will break on you. And this is SP's favorite advice, which is go on a diet and take a little off of your plate. Well, your pod plate. Okay. You know what we see? That's a metaphor. Metaphor there. Now also acknowledge that emergencies do happen and accept the fact that they do happen. And emergencies are more important than your podcast in that moment.
1: If you podcast long enough, odds are that you will run into a publishing delay of some sort, but with enough prevention and preparation, these delays hopefully won't affect your show too much. We've discussed a lot of the ways that we've run into with publication delays, how we've handled them and what we would recommend to do to prevent them. Hopefully this has been helpful to you. But if you have run into a publishing delay that we didn't cover and you have an idea of how to prevent it, we'd love to hear about it. You can email us podcast at dot You can send us a text email, but we really would prefer a video file. If you can't do that, an audio file, because we would love to share it with everybody else so that they can make their podcast better too.
2: This is the better podcasting download.
1: I ran into this new story and it's kind of ongoing saga from a few years ago. And it's that Scripps, E.W. Scripps, is exploring the sale of podcast service Stitcher. No announcement has been, at the time of this recording, no announcement has been made. Who knows, by the time this is published, maybe Scripps has sold Stitcher to somebody. This kind of fits within the realm of everything going on. And the fact that Stitcher is kind of taking a backseat to publishing destinations like Pandora and Spotify, And I think if Stitcher, which is a good destination to use, if they can marry themselves up with another media company, you know, whether it's Hulu, Netflix, uh, satellite radio, something like that, that this could actually be a good partnership to have for somebody that's already in the publishing business so that they have all these podcasts, these hundreds of thousands of podcasts available for their audience to delve into at virtually no cost to them.
0: I agree. Uh, This is, I think, definitely an indication of how things have changed with where people are getting their podcasts. For a while, Stitcher was one that was quite a, a top contender as far as Places someone might go look for a podcast, but I think if you're Stitcher and you're looking at this, you've been around for a very long time, and then Spotify comes in, they swoop in and they get in and they have way more success than Stitcher did in a very short time. Kind of can't help you help make you think a little bit about what you want to do. And as the company that owns at EW Scripts, if that's what they're seeing, do they really want to keep that asset around if they are seeing that? it's not delivering in reg- in the same way that some other uh, upcomers, I'll, I'll call Spotify an upcomer in the world of podcasting, has done. I think it would be really interesting to hear those business conversations that went on behind closed doors and, and how this all came to be. But the other thing that I think is worth mentioning is, as a lot of people are on Stitcher, you should keep your eyes on this. You should keep your eyes to see what happens with this because Whenever anybody changes, it doesn't matter. Whenever any company that you are on changes, you should be aware of what happens during those changes. Because if all of a sudden they go in a direction that you're not comfortable supporting, you should find a way to get yourself off of that. Uh, And this could happen. People do change terms of service. We've seen services come in and uh, present one thing and then do a little bit of a change. And then people go, hey, wait a minute. That's not what I want. So Definitely uh, keep an eye on what what's happening with this because you don't want to be on a service that you, maybe you're not happy with.
1: Ironically, Stitcher in the early days of podcasting was one of those services that the terms of service was nebulous, where they meant good things, but they took entire, you know, they had the rights to your entire episode, basically. So they rewrote their terms of service to the point where everybody was happy and they moved on. Another thing is why are we talking about this? The Stitcher was kind of the number one destination outside of Apple Podcasts for quite some time. That was because there was no real easy way to get podcasts on the Android devices until some of the other things came along, Uh, some apps started to be like podcast started to get a little bit more notoriety. But most importantly, lately with Google Podcasts comes out, that's more inherent within the Android space. So there's that. I did mention at the beginning of the segment that this is an evolving story over the course of a couple of years. EW Scripts bought Stitcher in 2016, and that was an entirely different time in the podcast space than it is today in 2020. I mean, the past... 24 months alone have been phenomenal with the change in the podcast space. So I can see why EW scripts would want to divest themselves of stitcher now versus when they bought it in 2016. It's just a different space. EW scripts is not into content distribution the way that other media places are. And it just makes sense to get rid of that business and get to somebody else. Plus it would give stitcher a chance to regain some of the foothold that it's lost through Google podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, and other things as well. And I think this would be a good move depending on who gets it. And as a hobby podcaster, I will reiterate everything that Steven says, make sure you understand everywhere that you're distributing your show to. And if that location gets bought out by somebody else, pay attention to the terms of service, which could change as things go. And if you're, just trying to retain ownership of your own intellectual property, this is something that you want to keep your eyes on.
2: This is where we here at Better Podcasting turn the show over to you as we run through some of your feedback. We call this segment Better Podback.
0: Things are picking up over on Podchaser there with our reviews. And uh, thanks to everybody who has been reviewing us in a few different places. Uh, It's nice to see things outside the Apple ecosystem, says the guy that doesn't own a current Apple Gen device.
1: That might change. Who knows? We've been talking about your future computing things. So we'll see if an Apple tablet or something is in your future. Anyway, we got another review over on Podchaser. A few weeks ago, I want to say a special thank you, and I don't want to butcher your name, and I'm I'm really sorry, but I think it's pronounced Van, and if it's not, please let me know. Anyway, he said, quote, This is easily my number one podcast of those I am following at the moment. Solid, independent advice is extremely valuable in these days when it seems like the only goal for podcast coaches and hosts is fi- how to find a way to monetize your podcast. Keep going, guys. You're a big inspiration, unquote. So again, thank you so much. There was a little bit more in that, and we've been talking directly back and forth this van about that. But thank you very much for that review. Really appreciate that. If you want to leave us a review over on Podchaser.com, we really would appreciate that. Also over on Apple Podcasts as well, if you can get to it. And we would love to see that. Like I said, a couple of weeks ago, the show just wouldn't have happened if, I had not gone back and read those messages and it was valuable to us and and hopefully it's valuable to other people as well. And also when you write the review, either send us a message or in the review itself, tell us the name of your show. We would definitely like to promote it as we go forward. So thank you very much for that. Once again, Podchaser and Apple Podcasts.
0: By the way, I think I'm going to start podcasting in my car and then making you chase after me. So then I would be you would be the pod chaser.
1: Okay, just something really random ran through my head. So New Year's New Year's Eve, when I was growing up, there was this show that was on TV and and me and some buddies, we would get together and and we would be safe and we they would come over to my house and my parents would let us come over and, and we would have the basement until midnight and then that was it. But we watched the Steven Spielberg show where it's a guy in a car being chased by a, a a truck, like a gas truck, you know, one of those big 18 wheelers up and down the mountainsides in the Southwest United States. Can't remember the name of the film off the top of my head, but whenever you say car chase, that's what my mind goes to that Spielberg film.
0: I like it. We learn a little bit more about SB every day.
1: Yeah. And you're thinking, why that? Why not Bullet? Or why not uh, any of the other famous car chase scenes out there? I don't know. It's because every New Year's for like four or five years, we did. Anyway, so we did have a question over on our Twitter account a week ago, and it said, do you have a dream podcast production computer build? We had at Coffee with Sven, which also left us our review. So thank you very much. So that's his podcast, Coffee with Sven. He said, at least 64 gigabytes of RAM, both SSD and a mirrored HD, a high-end processor and NVIDIA graphics card, a separate server running free NAS on a 10 gigabyte network is not a bad idea either. And three monitors. Already have OK audio monitors, They're Genelec, which are very good monitors, by the way. One can always dream. So that, that's a nice thing there. Um, if anybody else wants to respond to that and tell us what their dream computer build is, would really appreciate that. That might be a topic we've got banting around for a couple months here as both Stephen and I have been ramping up into our next-gen computers.
0: We also asked over on Twitter, uh, I'll admit it, SP actually asked this, uh, when is the last time you listened to an older episode, brackets more than two episodes old, and bracket, of your podcast? And we'll start off with Alex Williams that said, just yesterday, funny enough, I don't usually, but I had to get some information from it for continuity.
1: At Aurelia Pod said, I'm in the middle of remastering our earliest releases. So every time I start editing again, so last week to be specific, and Damien over at Aurelia Pod, we've been going back and forth on this. There's a reason why he's remastering his earliest releases, that is because his storyline starts with the earlier releases, and he wants to capture as many audience members as he can with a better production value. So that is why he's doing that. We've got a whole episode about that.
0: What was the name of that Twitter again? At what? pod. We also had Gregory say, about two weeks ago, I wanted to compare the sound of the first few episodes with how it is now. The episode was also important. I've done that. I've definitely gone back and taken a listen to compare audio. And it's weird. Whenever I pull up an episode that I'm not on, I just think it sounds better.
1: We also had a response from Miss Christine, who goes by at my name is purpose. She said last month, I do it whenever I'm preparing to reshare an episode from the archives. That's that's great to do, actually, to reshare an older episode. We don't do that enough. We don't do that enough here on Better Pod. I don't do that enough on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. I I don't think you do that enough or we do that enough. We're going to geek. So resharing old episodes is something that is important to do. But at the same time, I think Miss Christine has the right idea. You have to listen to that episode to get the feel from the episode before you go forward.
0: If you have anything you'd like to chime in about any of the things we've talked about today, get in touch with us through any of the ways you can find us over on our Discord at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. Email podcast at betterpodcasting.com. Tweet us at betterpod. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash better podcasting, or you can go ahead and in the sky, illuminate it with fireworks that spell out your message over of SP's house. That's how you can also do it.
1: The best way to get me to see that is to make sure it's contained with the Watch app. <laughs> and I will make sure that I'm out and able to see that.
0: Well, this has been a lot of fun here. Uh, we do appreciate everybody who checked this out. If you want to check out some other content, check out betterpodcasting.com. We know that this is releasing well after Canada Day and Marca Day. Uh, so please, uh, <laughs> what, no? Uh, so we do hope no,
1: that you... No, <laughs> Day.
0: We hope that you did have a, a very good Marca Day.
1: Yeah, I hope everybody's had a safe holiday and I hope everybody's getting ready uh, for a safe fall and are continuing being safe with whatever weather is going on in your area and whatever health things are going on in your area. But keep in touch with us. We really appreciate all the feedback and we really appreciate all the feedback that you send us that we can share with other people. So audio and video.
0: So on that note, for episode 229 of Better Podcasting, I'm Stephen John Drew saying, Marka.
1: MSP saying, Happy Canada Day a couple weeks ago, including my brother-in-law. Bye. Bye.
2: Thanks for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew of Gunna Geek Productions. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching, and we hope to see you again next week.
1: One of the best ways to help
0: avoid losing this information is to use the fave the, the fave feature.
1: Use the fave feature. Use the fave feature. Oh, happy
2: Canada Day, buddy. <laughs>